So to continue what I had said on the first take of this was about how we find our spirit guides. That's really one of the things that I, like the biggest questions I get with people who are just starting out on their spiritual journey or they've been on it for a while and then they want to go a little bit deeper. Um, usually um, people who um, disconnect from what their former version of what God is, was, or was supposed to be to them where it did not resonate. Um, most people who are leaning off of the God idea usually lean toward spirit guides. Now, I do know we spoke about ancestors before, uh, which is also a great um, source of, you know, spiritual, um, you know, information, um, you know, safety, uh, you know, just everything, you know, just basically, you know, your, your spiritual connection in general. So we did speak about ancestors. Um, we did speak a little bit about guides, but this one will be about spirit guides. So, um, what really determines a spirit guide? Um, some of us determine spirit guides as people we have things in common with, um, you know, people from the past, usually, um, we wouldn't consider people who were currently living to be spirit guides because they'd be more like teachers because they're still physically in our, our presence, still present in our physical space, um, opposed to people who have passed on, um, given, you know, their life story, um, lessons they've learned, um, how they've changed themselves for the better and how they've changed the world for the better would be considered a spirit guide. People stepping away from Christianity in particular, people have found that Jesus is more of a spirit guide rather than an actual messiah to free the entire world that he really caters to people who resonate with him and with his energy and what his purpose is not necessarily everyone would resonate with Jesus Christ in particular so he would be considered you know a spirit guide um from for the most part from what I have been um I've been told by a lot of my you know clients uh, and some friends friends who have stepped away from Christianity in, you know, in particular, um, that he's more of a spirit guide rather than, you know, a rule meister, more like a, a teacher, uh, rather than someone that would condemn you to hell, you know, or something. Um, so most religious icons, if you were not religious, would be considered, you know, a spirit guy, you know, Muhammad, uh, Buddha, you know, you know, Vishnu, you know, Kalima. Kalima is actually one of the most popular spirit guides throughout a lot of spiritual and Hindu um, sp spirituality uh, practices, um, especially those who do not, you know, put a label on it. Kalima tends to be a very, very, uh, uh, popular spirit guy, give, given the love and also the rage, um, the power and also the, the, the humble, you know, the humility of Kalima, um, definitely gives a push pull, like, you know, idea of karma with, you know, with their energy. Um, you know, spirit guides would also be like Hecate, um, people who worship astrology and a lot of Greek, Norse and pagan, um, and Celtic beliefs, would be more geared toward, um, like Pluto, you know, a lot of people who do, um, believe in Greek teachings. Um, I have found actually a lot of males 
you know, men, spiritual men, um, are very drawn to Pluto. Um, Pluto rules Scorpio, and off the top of my head, I can't really remember which other uh, sign they rule at the moment, but Pluto, um, Poseidon, you know, there's a lot of Greek spirit guides that are very, very, like, still very popular today uh, among Norse Celtic uh, and pagan beliefs. Now, do all spirit guides have to actually be like God or deity um, people? No. So, I mean, if you were to move away from deities, if you move away from God and Kalima and the people that we generally worship, right, generally worship, um, we can go as far as to people in the past, people who have existed um, in the past. Um, not necessarily a spirit guide does have, does have to be an all positive, you know, person. They, they can also be, you know, obviously themselves because we are all, you know, we are living with an, uh, a unique nature. So there is something about all of us that we have to offer, you know, once we pass on. We, we are all going to be an ancestor to somebody one day. So because cause we hold and we have a value uh, to someone who is seeking our talents, abilities, and strength or whatever. Um, moving on to you know past living people um people would say like gandhi would be their spirit guide you know he was all about peace uh, making a difference a change um, definitely being very disciplined um, and understanding you know his his enemy understanding the enemy inside of himself um, understanding you know the uh, really consciousness um, on a greater, grander scale. Uh, I do believe, I do know Gandhi did exercise uh, mass consciousness. Um, so people would consider Gandhi to be like, you know, be their spirit guide, um, especially people who are looking for obviously peace, peace and change, you know, nonviolent, you know, uh, change. Um, some people say, you know, Martin Luther King would be their spirit guide. Um, and these beliefs are because, you know, it's not the body, you know, that we are worshiping or it's not the body that we are admiring. Uh, it's really the energy um, that cohabits um, regardless of race, regardless of, of, of you know, ethnicity um, or whatever. It's that the person and the energy inside of that person um, is what we most resonate with. Um I mean, even women during the suffrage times, people have told me Ann Paul is her spirit guide um, because of, you know, having a very strong well, female figure, um, you know, resonates with a lot of people. And I know that sounds very, you know, unorthodox in spiritual communities where it's like, oh, we only, you know, cater to things like gods and, you know, uh, in super, super, super important people who've made a dent in this world. Um, you can have any type of spirit guide. Your, your ancestors can be your spirit guides. Um, and even moving on to, uh, spirit animals, um, for those of us who are spiritual, who study Chinese astrology. Now, Chinese astrology is literally, literally a horse of another color. Um, and it is one of the most beautiful things I've ever discovered, um, literally, like, like just anywhere. Uh, I am a very strong believer in Chinese astrology to just have a really good idea of how people are governed by the stars um, and by nature at the same time. Uh, so Chinese astrology definitely indicates and implies that our spirit 
you know, guides are actual spirit animals. Um, the nature of these animals that are assigned, which I did do a whole class on Chinese astrology, which is on my YouTube page, um, that these animals and their nature are, you know, we are governed by their nature. Um, and it does show us how we are one, um, living at the same time. If you were to have an example, uh, I would say people who were born the year of the dragon, uh, in particular, right? Um, my late father was born the year of the dragon and my daughter was actually born the year of the dragon. Uh, and the similarities are in fact very frightening, um, that they are very strong-willed people. They are very successful people. Um, they are really good at, um, understanding and basically reading the room, <laughs> Um, everywhere they go, they are considerate people. They are extremely passionate people. So that means that they don't necessarily take no for an answer. They are considered the best salesmen of the Chinese Zodiac. If you need a car to be sold, if you need a house to be sold, if you need an idea to be sold, uh, a dragon is who you're going to ask for. Um, they don't take no for an answer. They don't force. However, they do are really good at persuading people. Um, just as an example, so people would consider the dragon, right, to be their spirit animal, um, to link up, you know, with Chinese astrology and then to study the nature of the dragon in general. Um, this is also in, you know, mythology, Chinese mythology of, you know, the big dragons that, you know, they su supposedly used to exist, um, you know, opposed to the kimono dragon, which still exists in nature, which has also been linked to being being a relative of this huge, larger dragon, um, which in every culture says existed at some point, um, which is a mystery in science where that they could have possibly been the, you know, the first dinosaurs, you know, fire breathing dinosaurs. Um, so the nature of, you know, the kimono dragon is, you know, pretty much the same. Uh, that's kind of how they dominate their territory. Um, there is no no to them. They are not really afraid <laughs> of any other animal given their size. They are surprisingly confident animals. Um, even up against a larger animal, a kimono dragon will still <laughs> definitely try to fight and defend its territory as any other animal. However, um, if you were to compare it to uh, the bunny, so to speak, that was the year I was born. <laughs> I was born under the bunny where we get we get confident up until a point, And then the fact that we know that we have really strong legs to run away, we tend to run away more than we confront uh, serious issues. Uh, and then when you go down the scale of other animals and so on and so on and so on, you'll see how we're living in the year of the tiger. Uh, and tiger nature and tiger people tend to live up to uh, how they are described in Chinese folklore. So spirit animals, spirituality has already been, you know, uh, discovered, you know, by Chinese and Asian Middle Eastern culture. Um, that is how they also navigate, um, you know, connecting with spirit, connecting with, you know, others, um, being able to then also, uh, govern their societies a little bit better and just understanding one another, you know, in their home. I mean, to be honest with you in my house, I have the year of the horse in my house, the year of the pig in my house, uh, the dragon in my house and the year of the bunny in my house. So we have, 
you know, three farm animals and a dragon. And let's face it, my, my daughter is the scariest one um, in our home. She is the most forceful one. So according to if those animals were living together, <laughs> um, it would just be precisely the way it is in my house. So, you know, you might want to look that up. You know, you should ask yourself, what your, what is your Chinese zodiac sign um, before we get too far off of topic here? So, yeah, so spirit animals are not limited to basically any animal. I mean, people are very, you know... Uh, they're connected to owls, you know, creatures of the night, creatures of the daytime, you know, healing creatures, uh, crawling creatures, flying creatures. Um, people are, are really, you know, connected to crows um, that symbolize death, moving on from death, accepting your darkness, um, you know, finding the darkness in others and seeing the beauty of darkness um, and so on and so on. Um, people who are connected to bears, you know, you just never, never can put limits on what a spirit guide could be. Um, just like speaking with ancestors, um, animals, uh, planets, uh, and astrology, a lot of people find, uh, find uh, a lot of identification um, in astrology, not just with their zodiac, but I did mention the planets as well, you know, the movements of Saturn, the movements of Jupiter, and, you know, the, the nature of those planets. Uh, for those of you who dig scientifically into these things, you can find a spiritual connection to them. You know, like the, the, the hot environment, you know, of Venus, you know, that it's ruled by, you know, Libra and Taurus, you know, being very charming, being very, you know, physically, you know, oriented and making sure the looks are always on point um about fire passion love you know and justice um it, I don't see it as a coincidence. Um, definitely comment if you do. If there is a, if you believe there's a separation between, you know, spirituality and science, this is another topic to actually ask about that, because you know, science and spirituality, you know, aren't exactly best friends. So you know, we would have to really debate whether this, you know, is something you agree with or not. But this is something I agree with. That's why I have a podcast. <laughs> so um, comment if you agree or not. Um, the last thing I would talk about, you know, with spirit guides is how often do you connect with them or do you connect with them only when you call on them um, or, you know, are they always around? You know, people do confirm that their spirit guides are always around um, and most people assume the same type of life as their spirit guides. They feel as though they're connected. We're saying like, well, that's going to be my destiny too. You know, I'm going to do the same thing as Gandhi or Martin Luther King, you know, or as Anne, you know, Anne Paul, um, you know, they, they find those similarities. Um, but so people most of the time feel as though their spirit guides are always with them. However, there are others who will debate and say, you know what? No, my, my spirit guides are only invoked when I need them, you know, on a need to need basis where it's like I don't need to feel the wrath of Kalima when I'm in my uh, in my workspace where things are going well. It's only the times when I need you know you know justice in court or you know just get back at my ex or something like that. You know uh, when I want to in invoke karma. You know Kalima is really kind of like you know placed on hold or just waiting in the wings. Uh, however, always protecting me, always guiding me. Um, but I you know I control you know when my spirit guides can in fact you know intervene in my in my life so 
you know, you can really argue that, whether that's a thing or not. You know, I mean, it, it is a debatable thing. You know, I guess it would depend on the person or what is the true science to, you know, when spirit guides are activated or even when ancestors are activated. You know, are they activated constantly in your life? Or, you know, do you have... Um, you know, is connection just connection no matter what? You know, it's kind of like if you fall without calling them, you just won't, you won't fall or you won't fall as hard or whichever. Um, so just comment below and let me know what you think. So I hope you guys, you know, got something out of this podcast. Um, so this was about spirit guides um, and just giving a general, you know, a general about it. I will go deeper into this later on in the year. Um, so I, you know comment debate see what this is about um and have those conversations so once again it's christina from karma's eye psychic llc on universal spirit podcast hope you enjoyed it i will talk to you next week bye my lovies